My name is Justin Evans, part of the leadership team here at DCC. We want to welcome you to a Church in the City podcast. This is our midweek podcast where we discuss the message that we heard on Sunday. And thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys enjoy this podcast, that it enriches and encourages you today, and that it serves towards fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Let's take a listen. Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome to the midweek podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This, uh, this week, we're going to be discussing Chris's message on living set apart in the kingdom. And it's part two uh, of a two-part message that, uh, that we, he kicked off last week and, and wrapped up uh, this week. But first, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and hit the thumbs up button. Comment down below. It definitely helps speed up the whole algorithms and all the other stuff that runs in the background on YouTube and social media and all that other fancy stuff that, uh, frankly, I know nothing about. Um, if you're listening on audio, make sure you leave us a five-star review, and uh, that would be fantastic. We would really, really appreciate that. First, for starters, I want to introduce the team here tonight. Uh, with us, we have Ramon and Sarah and my wife, Jamie, and we're going to be discussing uh, Chris's message. So. We'll just go ahead and get right into it. And again, the title of the message was Living Set Apart in the Kingdom. Now, on Sunday, uh, Chris kind of picked up where he left off from the prior week, and he started to talk about our thought life. And uh, I really spent, he spent a, a long time talking about that, which I thought was fantastic. Um, and really, there was a lot of lot of nuggets that I, I jotted down as I was kind of listening and, and, uh, and participating in that. One of the first things he said that I found very, very, um, I don't know, just it, it was it was definitely um, big. He said, it's not normal for you to have the same thoughts as God. Hmm. It's not normal for you as a, as a human being to have the same thoughts as God. Um, that actually happens. And he went on, he said, that actually happens through renewing your mind. Um, but it got me really thinking as I was jotting that down, if, if God invites us, right? If, I mean, the scriptures say we have the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, all of this sort of stuff. And, and, and we're invited into this place of partnership and, and we want to, and we want to have the thoughts of God, but if that's not ours, you know, naturally in our humanity, then, you know, we, you can say things like, well, that happens through renewing your mind. But what are some practical ways, I guess, is that's that's the thing that I really kind of walked away with. What are some practical ways that um, that we really can go about getting to a place where where our thoughts are, are more in line with God and we're walking more in that place of alignment? Um, I'll just throw that over to you, Sarah. What do you what do you think? Sorry, practical, I didn't mean to surprise practical you. Practical ways or what does it look like? To renew our mind, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To develop the thoughts of God, right? Hmm. So you mean just like real, like yeah. real life ways that we can do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, it has been the word of God hmm. um, in listening to, I guess, those that preach it straight from the Bible. Not that I have to take a preacher's word for it because I want to. Of course, see if it lines up with God's word. Um, How have I renewed my mind? Um, Music, Mm. I have. Um, It's been tough, though. I noticed that I think that I'm, like, so far, and then (laughs) I'll realize, 
No, no, you you can't keep skipping. It really is a daily thing. I thought mm. I could get away with like, oh, you know, I'll just, it's almost like a dump. In yeah. Me, and then, oh, yeah, I'll be good for a while. Yeah. <laughs> almost like a um, you go and see a speaker and you get the rah, rah, yeah. rah. So, but that only lasts for so long. You know? Yeah. Like an Amway convention. <laughs> you're good for like a month and then you're like oh. but then the following week we're gonna have another one you know oh. so yeah so i need it all the yeah time. more than i think i need it even more i'm realizing than now yes. and you would think that i would need it less because oh you know i've been doing this for yeah. a while yeah. Mm -mm, yeah i need it more hmm. more often yeah you know, lots of doses, I guess yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. So it's constant. It's a constant oh, yeah. thing yeah. that you're engaging. I'm in. trying. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, uh, if I allow it, if I allow God, if I allow the Holy Spirit, yeah. Amen. It's yeah. If I allow it. Amen. <laughs> right. Ramon, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big Bible reader. I mean, I do get into it, yeah. you know, um. And I can tell the days when I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Because it seemed to be like my thoughts are like being attacked. I'm like, ah, I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, I kind of go way ahead of myself and try to do it on my own. And then I just say, hey, you got to help me, God, because I need to slow down. Yeah. You know, because life is fast already. And yeah. as you get older, it gets faster. And yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to slow down. It seems like no. it gets slower. Like I just it told doesn't. her today, I said, it's already Wednesday. It's not like we just were just at church. So it's like, <laughs> when, you know, it just goes so fast. It's like, yeah. ah, you know, it's like, and I think that we are attacked more when we're not lining up with God. You know, we're attacked, being attacked more. Because um, when we're in the Word, he's like, leaves us alone. He has no reason to bother us because he knows it's not going to work. So. Yeah, you know, I, and Chris may have mentioned this even on Sunday, and I know I've heard him say this all the time. He uses kind of this comparison between himself and and Lisa. You mentioned not being a big Bible reader, right? And and I've known you know Lisa for a long time, and I know you guys have known them for a while too. But like this is a person, man. She just like reads and reads and reads and reads, right? Yeah, right. Chris and I'm the same way, right? Yeah. Like literally, I'll read like maybe a chapter, Proverbs, maybe a couple, couple of verses. Psalms. You know, like, and I'm meditating on it and I'm thinking yeah. about it. And I'm going, man, I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, having my coffee and my quiet time with the Lord. Like this morning I was reading and uh, yeah, I was just reading, you know, about, you know, um, you know, humble yourselves, mm -hmm. you know, before the, under the mighty hand of God and he'll exalt you in due season. God opposes the proud and exalts the humble. Just that whole thing and just, just that little mm -hmm. small, like couple of verses. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this, this is going to keep me thinking all day mm -hmm. about, how do I continue to walk in a perpetual state of humility and, and actually helps me again, level set my thoughts with the thoughts of God, which are, okay, dude, stay humble, mm -hmm. right? Stay humble. Don't get in your own strength. Don't get in pride. you all this kind of stuff that we're constantly encouraged to, but literally one verse. Yeah. And I mean, so I don't know, like scripture to me yeah. is never, it's never about quantity, mm -hmm. you know, it's about the quality of it. And, and again, like, like you were saying, it's about, the consistency too mm -hmm. right so like how often are we engaging in that stuff so um do you have any thoughts on this 
Honestly, like, I love everything you guys are saying. And it, it is kind of the same place that I live. You know, I'm I'm kind of a little more like you. Like, I, I do a lot better connecting with the Lord through music, through prayer mm-hmm. than I do through reading. Like, I, I get lost very easily on a page and find myself in my own thoughts or my own yeah. head or what I just get. I just, and then I'll be like, oh, I flipped five pages, yeah. but I don't well, remember anything. <laughs> yeah, even, even reading, you know, and I'm like, you start the scripture and you're like, I'm already looking down here because <laughs> I want I want to go in my time, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. instead of, okay, let's finish it up and then I'll get there and then I'm going over here. Oh, okay. It's, you know. Yeah. yeah. So here's ah. what I love. Here's what I love about what, what we're saying here though. Okay. So I think a lot of times in church, we think to ourselves, okay, well, the guy or the, the guy or the girl or the lady or man or whoever that's up front preaching the message, right? They're the Bible scholar, right? Mm-hmm. This person sits there. Okay, so they're the ones that have the renewed mind because mm-hmm. they they sit and they read and they study and they do all this stuff. But what you guys are saying is that, okay, here we are. We're real people, right? We read things in different ways. We study things in different ways. We engage with God in different ways. And yet each of us in our own different ways are going through that process mm-hmm. of that renewed mind in that place where we're syncing up our thoughts. And so what that does is I think it it has the opportunity, especially for those of you out, out there that are that are watching, it has the opportunity to produce freedom for people because all of a sudden you go, oh man. So in order to have the renewed mind or walk in a renewed mind, I don't have to be one of those perfect Christians. Yeah. I can just be a person that's engaging mm-hmm. in a journey and, you know, inviting the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, here I am, help me renew my mind, show me some stuff and all that kind of thing as just real people. Right. Yeah. And I think God meets us where we are. Mm-hmm. He, everybody's different. Yeah. You know, everybody's different. Yeah. And, you know. I love too because to me it kind of even just comes on a lot of the building blocks that we've been talking about and walking through as a church family of like discipleship and hearing Mm -hmm. God's voice and all these types of things because to me, you know, renewing your mind, to me the goal of that is that my mind would be closer to that of the heart of the Father and of Mm -hmm. His thoughts and His ways. And to me, part of that is through communion is through spending time together. You know, the way that you two spend time together is in how you guys draw close together as a couple is probably different than the way we do. Mm -hmm. But yet the more time you spend together on whatever vein or whatever, you know, vehicle or whatever it may be to bring you together, the more that your thoughts become alike and the more that you know what you know, Ramon's thinking even before you say it, you could probably sit in a public setting and hear someone say something and be like, oh, I know what he's thinking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and vice versa. And to me, that's kind of like that practical picture of it. It's kind of that understanding. I, I heard somebody once even say, like, the more that your the more that your mind aligns with with another individual, you can almost kind of like uh, borrow from that relationship. So I could be somewhere and Kevin could not be there, but yeah, I could still represent his thoughts and his understanding or know in the situation how he would feel or what he would inquire about or whatever it may be. And I don't know, I've just been thinking about that a lot since Chris has been sharing on some of these things, like renewing my mind. I don't like I, so I personally struggle when things are like self-discipline. So I do better when it's relational. I do better when it's, you know, things like that. And I, I just feel like God's just been really encouraging me to just kind of say, look, don't, 
don't take, don't, Jamie, don't take renewing your mind into behavior. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, but instead take it into God, what are your thoughts on this? Mm. What do you say? Even in scripture. So I've been mm. trying, like you said, Ramon, I've been trying to be more faithful about that because I think it's so valuable and yeah. so important. Yeah. But I want to make sure that when I'm reading and looking at it, I'm going, okay, why did you write this? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of, to your point, me just being able to go, okay, I read yeah. a chapter. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's really good. So, um, so the next thing I jotted down uh, was about taking our thoughts captive. Um, so um, scriptures instruct us, right, to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Right. So Chris, and this is how I wrote it down. Chris made taking your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ sound relatively simple. Hmm. Yeah. He, he was really, you know, um, honestly pretty cut and dry about it. He's like, just, I think at one point he said, just stop, mm-hmm. just stop, yeah. you know? Right. And, um, and I was like, yeah, it is that simple. But in some ways it's also complicated, right? Mm-hmm. And some people, some people think and act as if it's really, really hard to take control of their thought life, Right. Because this is really what we're talking about. We're talking about taking control of our thought life and saying, okay, these thoughts, okay, here's God's thoughts. This is what I know God says about this. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm thinking. They're not, they're not measuring up. And so I'm supposed to take my thoughts and submit them to the obedience of Christ. So I'm supposed to place them under, right? That's what mm-hmm. the word submit means. It's from the Latin sub and mater, which means to send. So literally to submit means to send under. So I'm going to submit. I'm going to send my thoughts under the thoughts of Christ, and um, I'm going to hold his thoughts higher than mine. Mm. And some people go, well, it's really hard to do that. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't control my thought life. So bottom line, <laughs> is it really that simple? <laughs> and if it is, if it is, what's the secret? Well, for me, it was... Um I don't know if it's a secret, really, but I was told that I can control my thoughts. And I was like, really? Hmm. So it's just a matter of, like, I don't know how you would say, you know, like, how did I not know that? Hmm. How did I not know that? How Hmm. did I believe the lie that I couldn't? Mm -hmm. That's pretty sad (laughs) if you think about it. I think it's common, though. Yeah, Yeah, I think it is, too. Mm -hmm. I do, too. Um, so I was, I guess, then practicing, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Mm. I still have to remind myself, or am I, again, allowing the Holy Spirit to remind me that I am submitting? Mm-hmm. But that was a huge thing. Mm. And that hasn't been very many years that we were taught that. Yeah. Mm. So. I think it's like a person with no filter and just says whatever they want, and they don't really know how to not say things <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, I know people <laughs> because like yeah they're like Sometimes okay and, and i think to myself because i'm i'm pr- I, I can hold my tongue you know I, yeah. I i think i'm pretty good with that and um there's some people that i know that kind of just say what they say and i'm like how can you say that and not <laughs> think about what you're saying you know 
I don't know. I guess to me, I I think it comes not easy, but I just, I don't know. So it's kind of the same thing. How can you think yeah. that and not think about what you're thinking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't know right. that you have the power to take Control. that captive, yeah. Yeah. right? Because that's the other part of that scripture is to yeah. take every thought captive, yeah. right? If you don't know that you have that authority, then your thought life has the authority over you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think I, I think we end up on two different sides of the spectrum on this because I, I I know a lot of people that, you know, to your point, Sarah, like I didn't know. But then I think like for me, it's a lot of it comes down to just my absolute like rebellion to not want to be accountable. Like mm. I mm-hmm. like a lot of times when I'm in that situation, I've, you know, be I've befriended or I love the misery for some reason. And I know that sounds like complete foolishness. And if you were to say it to me in the moment, I wouldn't understand it. But, you know, looking looking into some of those situations to where I know these thoughts are not what God is saying and what he's doing and whatever, it's still just one of those things. Like for me, it's like, yeah, but I don't want to be accountable for that. I, this is easier. Mm-hmm. This is easier for me to just, you know, to just lean back into it and let default be default. Mm-hmm. And I and I think, too, like a lot of the culture that I'm surrounded with often, whether it be in my industry or whatever it may be, is, is susceptible to that. Mm-hmm. Just that negativity is just, you know, part of everyday life. And so it's normal. And so I fit in and, you know, things like that. And so I think I kind of maybe kind of lean more toward that. And it's kind of a probably a rebellion or accountability thing for me. Mm-hmm. You use the word you use the word befriended, and I think this is an interesting idea, right? To where we actually get to a place where we've thought a certain way for so long, right, um, that we literally have made friends with it. Mm-hmm. We've made friends with a with a wrong way of thinking. Mm-hmm. I say wrong way of thinking. Yeah. I mean a way of thinking that conflicts with what God says, right? Right. Because, right. His thoughts are yeah. the right thoughts. And let's be honest, oftentimes my thoughts aren't the right thoughts. And mm-hmm. so um, how do you mm, how do you get out of that, right? If if I'm a person who's befriended a, a, a wrong system of thoughts, a wrong paradigm or methodology or maybe a, a viewpoint of myself or my identity or who I am, right? And I've befriended this. What am I going to do? I'm going to constantly partner my my thought life, even my even the words that I say. I'm going to constantly partner everything with this wrong system. So how do I get out of that? What is what's the way out? I, I, honestly, like I say, it for me, it's first first it's repentance because mm-hmm. it, you know I'm postured in pride and I'm um, postured in not again not lining up and not and not being uh by faith you know not connecting with the father through faith 
Um, so first and foremost, it's through repentance. And then I think a lot of times too, I don't know, maybe just for me, because I'm a slow learner, like I, <laughs> I need community, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'll, you know, involve Kevin or if it's, if it's something at work, you know, I've got a, a couple people at work that are very good at holding me accountable and I'll just kind of, you know, through, through discussion, a lot of times these things will come out and, and I have somebody going, what are, what are you doing? Why are you taking this posture at, at this again? Oh, you're right. You're right. This is not, this is not the way I'm supposed to be. I, it's just me. I, I'm not very, again, I'm not a very self-disciplined person. So to break out of patterns by myself is very challenging. You know, it's a very challenging thing for me. Um, I have had success a couple of times in doing that, maybe through like, you know, like repetition, you know, of just like speaking something that the Lord has said or like a scripture over myself in that area over and over and over and over again. Like I've set reminders on my phone to go off once an hour for like three or four days that just says like, you know, know this, know this, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I don't know. I know I'm a little slower than most. You would know. <laughs> no, I, I think that's really honest and, and really good. I, th- I think, again, just for anyone who's struggling with the word repentance, right? We're talking about a really, really beautiful and glorious thing, right? Mm. So the, 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 the Bible says that God's loving kindness leads us to repentance. Mm-hmm. And, and what is repentance? Repentance is, is turning around. It's saying, okay, I was going this way. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to turn around. And I'm going to go this way, right? So it's it's literally a turning around. Mm-hmm. It's a changing of your thought life, which produces a changing of behavior, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. a lot of people hear the word repentance, and they go, "Oh, Jamie, like you're talking about some kind of penance, right? You're trying to pay some sort of penalty or or whatever. You're groveling. You're like, God, please forgive me. It's like, no, I'm recognizing mm-hmm. that my thought life yeah. isn't lining up with what God says, mm-hmm. and I'm turning around, and I'm going to go mm-hmm. this way." And I'm going to partner with what God says. And that change in my thought life is going to produce a change in my behavior. Mm. Right? So I just want to make sure when we talk about concepts like that, that we kind of unpack them a little bit. Because, again, you hear these kind of, I'll call them churchy words, right? We hear yeah. these churchy words and you're like, ah, oh, what is, you know, we, we conjure up all sorts of images of all sorts of different things that we've been maybe taught, you know, throughout our life, uh, you know, in church or whatever. And so I, but um, I guess any additional thoughts on that? Like, how do we get out of that? Like, if we're stuck, we're stuck in a, um, you know, we're stuck in that place of having befriended yeah. thoughts that don't line up with God's thoughts. What do we do? That's tough. It's, it is difficult for me <laughs> um, because I talk more. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, and, and he doesn't talk a lot, no. believe it or not, but. So, I'm just about trying. sports. I'm just thinking. So we could use sports analogies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't really give you any examples. I guess if I could, like, if you ask my family, you know, how have I changed? How have I? Because my heart is to change. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is difficult. I've done the things where, you know, repetition of, of um, scripture, um, being accountable to certain, like a life skills group, which is great. Um, even our small group, yeah. you know. 
but for some reason, I'm I'm like a blank. So maybe I can ask him. You know, yeah, how sure. have I used self control, or I guess am I saying that right? Self control regarding um, because the original question is what was it again? The original. So yeah, we're talking about a situation where um, where we've allowed a certain system of thoughts yes. mm-hmm. to like gain ground. Maybe call a stronghold, right? It's like yes. a habit, almost like habit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Habits are hard to break. The song, you know. Yeah, <laughs> they are. I mean, yeah. friendship, friendships are hard to to let go of. You know, I know that I had some friends that I had that I shouldn't have had. Yeah, and it was hard. Yeah, you know. But then years go by, and you're like, man, I haven't heard from that guy in years. And I guess he really wasn't my friend. We just yeah. kind of did things together. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah. So the thought, so your question was like, how do I <clears throat> get out of that yeah. wrong thought pattern? Yeah. yeah. Prayer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Prayer. Well, yeah, and, for sure. And uh, I mean, you, you, yeah, I mean, crying before the Lord, I've done yeah, it all. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you hit on something, though, that I thought was really important. Okay. I, I just want to make sure we don't gloss over it. Okay. You said I have a heart to change. Yes. And I think that's huge because there's, 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 okay, we all get stuck. Yeah. At some point or another, we yeah. all get stuck. And we all befriend things that we shouldn't befriend. Like you said, sure. all of a sudden I realized that this person's a friend and man, that friendship is toxic. Yeah. Right. It's not just people, it's friendships that we have with things, ways of thinking, all this other stuff. Yeah. Right. But, but if we, if we consistently have a heart to change, mm-hmm. we're like, you know, and, and we're, and we're willing to go to that place. You mentioned prayer. We we're willing to go to that place of prayer and say, Lord, I don't know what to do with this. Right. Lord, I just don't know what to do with this. It's, it's been a friend for so long. And then and then you almost invite even that other element that Jamie mentioned of community, and you mentioned small groups, mm-hmm. right, people that are around you. And, man, watch. See what the Lord will do. All of a sudden, somebody shows up and goes, man, the Lord just really put on my heart, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, you know, we can pray for you or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's happened to me more times than I can, I can count mm-hmm. where, where I'm like, I don't know what to do about this. And all of a sudden, you know, somebody comes with a word in season yeah. or, or whatever it is. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, light bulb. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. There's that, you know, that freedom moment. But, but it was, but it came about because, because you're willing to show up every day and go, I'm willing to change. Mm-hmm. I want to change. I want transformation. Mm-hmm. I want real change. Mm-hmm. I want real renewal in my mind. I want to think God's thoughts. I want to walk in God's ways. I want to do God's stuff. And you keep putting yourself in positions yeah. where God's people are around you. Mm-hmm. And and you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's it's all that stuff. I, I don't think it's one thing, I guess. Right. It's just all those different yeah. pieces. So true. Yeah, I like, too, that you said crying before the Lord, mm. you know, because I, I think sometimes, you know, our tendency when we're stuck in those thought patterns is to pull away from him mm-hmm. until we get it all, you know, worked out or Figured fixed out. up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And instead, to your point, going in front of him, mm-hmm. even if it's day after day after day, but that's the place like, you know, what's that scripture that talks about, like that light shining into darkness, mm-hmm. you know, and allowing that to be revealed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of it, too, is just saying, okay, okay, Holy Spirit, there is a thought pattern going on in my life. I need your light shown into this darkness because sometimes there's a root that he'll expose mm-hmm. or to, you know, like you were saying, uh, just a revelation 
isolation. You know, I had that Sunday morning, just this repetitive thought. I kept thinking like, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this thing perfectly as, as a leader. So therefore these things I dream about, I'm now mm-hmm. disqualified. Like I just, I've been having it for months and didn't realize it was a mm-hmm. bad system of thought. I thought it was just truth. Mm-hmm. And literally the Lord was just like, nope, I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. That's not what I say. And I was like, oh, freedom. Because mm-hmm. it was the first time I actually said it to him mm-hmm. instead of, you know, like you were instead of retreating and, yeah. and living in it myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, it's so good. Because it reminds me of what Chris said about focusing and magnifying the, what is it, what we've done wrong? Yeah. Is that yeah. how he said like, it? Yeah, we focus on the 20% the and yeah. the 80% of our good life we don't think about. We think about the 20% that's ruining your day, your yeah. weeks, mm-hmm. your months, yeah. and you just keep going on that. That's a pattern. I mean, people just wake up. They're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Well, let's think about how good God is, how how good our lives are. You know, we're eating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the $5 gas prices, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I woke up this morning, and I go to get gas, and I'm like, I didn't know it changed to five bucks. I'm like, no, five nineteen. what the heck? You know, yeah. It's like oh, no, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. But bucks. he provided for us when Absolutely. we were filling up at ninety nine cents. Heck yeah. And he'll provide that's for us right. at ten dollars. Yeah. 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 Yes, he will. You know, that's like when we were having our kids. Every people would say, "You're having another one? How can you do that?" <laughs> but I wasn't making me more money. Yeah. But we always never lacked anything yeah remember that people yeah. would say no, you haven't you know, got it got better actually. yeah it just got better things got better and yeah. better it's like it's cool. kids are a blessing what are you yeah. talking about yeah you know yeah it, yeah they are for sure so for it, sure kevin always said we're a non-profit at our house <laughs> if we make more money we just spend more money so if we don't <laughs> have as much money we just spend less it's always the same whatever uh, comes in goes right back yeah, out. yeah 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 <laughs> Non- Sorry, we're digressing. <laughs> non-profit. So true, though. <laughs> I know. So, okay, here's another one for you. If, and Chris mentioned this on Sunday. So if there's a battle, there there is a battle. I won't say if. There is Always. a battle between Always. our flesh and our spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And the battle wages, right? It And it rages some days. Um, I mean, you talk about, just even even what even what you're talking about is making me think about the situation. I think it was Tuesday morning. What is day? Is it today? Wednesday. Wednesday today. Okay. So yeah, it was Tuesday morning. Time flies when you're having fun. Anyway, so Tuesday morning, I woke up and I realized that all of Monday, I was just in a funk. You know, and I went, wait a minute, and it was like, you know, I don't. I don't need to stay in this place. I don't need to stay here, right? I don't need to let, and again, it's flesh and spirit. Mm -hmm. I don't need to let my flesh, which is uncomfortable and irritated about a lot of things right now that aren't going well, right? Not Mm -hmm. least of which, not the least of which is the $5 gas prices, Mm -hmm. but we already talked about that. So I went and bought a moped so I could get a hundred miles to the gallon. That's right. (laughs) So anyway, um, I was going to write it down here tonight, but uh, unfortunately it was raining. So anyway, I'm like, I don't need to stay in this funk. I don't need to stay in this place, you know? So like in that moment, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I, again, I've got this opportunity where I can 
I can stay partnered with my flesh, which is, which is irritable and, and, and uncomfortable and, and doesn't like a lot of things and, 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 and impatient and all this other stuff with change and everything else. Or I can ask myself, where's your joy? Because mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit didn't leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And if the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, then if the Holy Spirit didn't leave, then the fruit of joy is still resident in me, right? So where is my joy? I'm just not partnering with it, right? And so there's this battle, right? There's this battle between flesh and spirit. So Chris said, and again, very, very simple. He said, the secret is to stop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The secret Mm. is to stop. Yeah. Stop doing it our way. Okay, stop doing it our way and start doing it his way, God's way. Yeah. Hmm. Is it that simple? I don't mean to keep asking the same question over and hmm. over again, but is it really that simple? And, and, and in my story, what I mentioned just a minute ago, you know, again, I, it is. It's the revelation, the realization where you go, oh my gosh, I've been walking in the flesh. I've been walking in this funk. I've been walking partnered with my flesh, all this stuff. And again, we think of flesh and we think, you know, disgusting sin, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, that's easy to recognize. It's so right. easy to recognize when like you're in this place of like, okay, whatever it is, we don't have to go into that, but like it, that's easy. But, but when you're in a funk, when you're not behaving according to the spirit a lot of times that that's a little bit more difficult, right? That's a little bit more of that, that gray area. So mm-hmm. what's, what am I getting at? What are some, I guess, number one, what are some ways that we can recognize whether we're walking according to the flesh or according to the spirit? And when we find that we're walking according to the flesh and not to the spirit, what are some ways that we can make that change? Not complicating it. I guess we mm. could just say this is quite simple and just try it. Just say stop. Love it. Yeah. Right? Mm. I mean, I think we do complicate things. So mm. right. why don't I just try that? I'll have right. to let you know how that goes. Right. Because <laughs> I'm going to do it. Just try to stop. Just yeah. try yeah. it. Yeah. And, of course, if I'm not in the fruit of the spirit, that would mean I'm angry. I mean, anger is from God, and it means something's wrong and we need to take a look at it i'm not saying yeah. you know we don't but you know where's my joy like you said where's my peace um mm-hmm. yeah so it's like hmm. i mean it, again let's see how simple that is i should have that on my fridge yeah yeah, yeah. where is it where did it go it didn't <laughs> go anywhere right right, yeah. right. amen yeah. yeah amen it's it's very good what he said and reminding us of that a lot yeah yeah, I think um, I think we struggle with the idea that these concepts are simple because my and maybe it's just me, my mind will put simple together with natural. So um, I would struggle to say it's simple, although it is simple. But I think what I'm interpreting that to be is it's natural, or it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take intentionality or concerted effort, or you know, even sometimes like straight up determination. 
you know, to, because that war is happening and, and all of that, but it still doesn't change the simplicity of it. It just changes the effort and the, and the outward. I remember, I don't know why this is coming to mind. Maybe it's for somebody, but I remember, um, once my aunt Tammy sharing a, a story with me, she's one of the most amazing women I've ever met in my whole life. And she was just sharing this really, again, she always shared these little nuggets that were so simple with me. And one of the things she said is she was unpacking this story for me that she was out with friends and um, she started to not feel well. And she said, so I, I just went to the bathroom because I wanted to put some water in my face. Like I just wasn't feeling good. And, you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get sick. And, and I don't want, I want to, I want to hang out with my friends and she's wrestling and you know, all this in this is such a simple story, but she said, and all of a sudden I was just like, no, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get sick. I'm not. And she's like, I put some water on my face and I just, you know, started declaring things, you know, th- strength and, and healing over my body in that mm. moment. And I walked out and she said, you know, about an hour later, I was doing okay. Mm. Now, again, I'm not trying to make a formula out of things. Yeah. There are times that our bodies need to shut down. They're, they're, mm. I, I'm not even going to get into healing because if anyone knows me, you know, I can unpack myriads of stories of not understanding the, the intricacies of healing and all of that. But it's just the simplicity to where I believe that the Holy Spirit kind of just prompted her to sort of go exactly kind of like what he did with you. Yeah, you know, is he prompted you, pricked you and said, no, no, say yes to this. You know what I mean? It's, it's that whole concept of, you know, um, the two trees, you know, there's, there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and there's the tree of life. And what does God say? choose the tree of life. Like he gives us the answer, but he, not only that, he's saying partake, eat, mm-hmm. participate over and over and over and over again. And when you're staring at both of them and I'm starting to waver, like I need the Holy Spirit's voice to go, Hey, mm-hmm. eat, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> fill yourself on this thing that is good for you and whole, <clears throat> not this, you know, other thing. It is simple, but it's not, it is simple, but it does it does take purpose and it takes intentionality. And I, mm-hmm. I love that Chris shared that several times that morning is that it takes saying yes. It takes partnering with that. It takes sometimes verbal declaration. Mm-hmm. You know, it it takes our participation. Practice. Yeah. The practice and mm-hmm. in, in, in simple, I guess, does that mean easy? Right. Not necessarily. Right. That's the right. perfect way to put it. Good point. That is the perfect way to put it. Great point. And to me as a man... It's hard for me to ask for anything or yeah. or lay it down and say, I need help. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm just not that type of person. But I've found lately that I, man, I just got to humble myself. Amen. Amen. <laughs> because if I don't That's humble good. myself, it just keeps. Well, then you're stuck in yeah, that. And that, that wheel, man, wheel. it's like a hamster wheel. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> and, you know, I could have took care of this problem a week ago for you. Yeah. You know, yeah, instead, you're still thinking the stupid things and yeah. trying to take care of it in your own. Yeah. Like, it's that trap, that trap yeah. of self sufficiency. For sure. Right. I mean, yeah. the pride. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And as an American male, that's a difficult thing because we're is. taught to, we're taught to, to get be, stuff done. That's right. Be self reliant. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, God, God says, come to me yeah. like a little child. That's, mm-hmm. I, I, that thought came to my mind too. It's crazy. I'm like, he says, come to him as a child. It's like, okay. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) Amen. It's crazy. I was thinking too, as we were talking, you know, um, Galatians 5.19, and Paul says, 
He says, walk after the spirit and you'll not gratify the lust of the flesh. Right. Mm. And so here we're talking about, you know, <clears throat> sin and the fruit of the flesh. And it's that whole, that whole chapter there in Galatians. But the, the concept is, is really interesting because basically what he's saying is if you, this is the spirit, if you're walking after the spirit, then you're not walking toward the flesh, mm. right? If they're, mm. if they're diametrically opposed to one another, mm-hmm. you can only walk in one direction. Mm. And if you're walking in this direction, then you're not walking in this direction. So again, the idea of being simple, mm. absolutely. Mm. Easy? Eh, mm. Not easy, but simple. No. Walk after this, not after this, because if you're walking in this direction, you won't walk in this direction. You can't walk after both. Right, Jesus said that. Right, servant can servant can only serve one master. And so, if we're walking in the one direction, then we can't, by nature of that, walk in the other direction. But I think a lot of times, what happens is, at least this has been true in my life, is that I begin to focus on the the flesh. I focus on the anger. I focus Mm -hmm. on the thing. Right, and I or or whether it's even whether you know some you know if you're caught in sin somehow or something that you continue to wrestle with and you can't seem to get free from, all of a sudden you're focused on it and you're like shaking your fist at the sin. Right. Well, what Mm -hmm. what happens is you're focused on that sin or that flesh or that thing. Right. And by nature of that, you're not focused on the spirit. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to walk toward? Mm, that's good. You can walk toward the flesh. You'll walk mm-hmm. toward the sin. Yeah. The simplicity of it is just in the turning around. It's in the focus. You know, mm. it's in the perspective, right? Mm. It is good. Hmm. Hmm. So. How about prayer? Because Chris spent a lot of time talking about our thought life, right? Uh, And then he kind of shifted gears and he started to talk about our prayer life. Um, And one of the things that he said in um, in that whole section there when he was talking about prayer is he started to talk about the words that we speak. He started to talk about our words. He started to talk about declaration. And he was talking about the 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 importance of declaration in prayer and what are we doing to declare God's words right over our situations. Um, and I actually heard it interesting. I heard it said said one time that um, where Jesus instructs his disciples to pray. This we call this the Lord's prayer or the model mm-hmm. prayer or the disciples' prayer, whatever it depends on the translation you're reading, what they call it, but. Anyway, what it is, is it's when Jesus is teaching the disciples to pray. And he said, he said, pray this. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I heard it said one time that it could just as easily be translated. Jesus said, kingdom of God, come will of God be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In the sense that the verb tenses there were more of a declarative than they mm. were requests. It's mm-hmm. not. It was less about Jesus going, okay, Father, please send your kingdom 
and please let your will be done, and more about Jesus saying, no, kingdom of God come in this situation. Will of God be done in this situation, right? That's my point. My point is Chris is talking about declaration and prayer and the words of our mouth, life and death being in the power of the tongue. So maybe, I guess, can we just talk for a minute about what does that look like, right? Because I think a lot of people, when they think of prayer, they think of going to God with a a list, Mm -hmm. right? God, you know, please fix this, and God, please fix that. And God, please do something about this, and please do Mm -hmm. something about that. But that doesn't seem to be totally consistent with the concept that we're talking about here, right? So maybe, I don't know if somebody wants to jump in and maybe talk a little bit about that. What would it look like to do more declaration in our prayer life? Is there, are there other examples of, like, Scripture where we're declaring? Sure, yeah, lots of them. I mean, again, just, just talking about, I mean, you could, I mean, you pick just about anything about G- mm-hmm. Jesus Jesus and the Gospels, right? The things that he did were so authoritative, mm-hmm. right? They were so, you know, casting out demons, come out. Yes, yes. You know, and, um, you know, it wasn't. God, please do this. Father, mm-hmm. please do this. I mean, you think about, okay, here's a great one for you, Lazarus, mm-hmm. right? So Jesus is at the tomb of his friend Lazarus, right? And um, he says, essentially, I'm summing this up in my own words. He says, I don't need to pray. Oh. But Father, so that they know mm-hmm. that you and I are together on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lazarus, come out. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, like to me, to me, the difference is like, okay, I've got, I've got this thing that I'm, I'm, I'm praying about, right? And so, one scenario would be, I'm going to God, going, God, you know, God, please fix this, Lord, Lord, let Your kingdom come in this situation, versus me going, okay, God, what do I know that You would say about this? Right, mm-hmm. use the term of you. You talked. You brought up healing, okay? God, I'm believing for this healing in my body. What do I know that God would say about this? I know that God mm-hmm. would say that He would want me to be healed, right, right? Right. And so, how do I partner my words and turn that prayer into a declarative prayer, right? You know, and start to say, God, I thank you, and I'm going to speak healing over this situation. I'm going to declare healing over this situation because you said, mm-hmm. right, that. That we could lay, that we would lay hands on the sick and see him recover. You said that, you know, all this, all this stuff. Does that make sense? Is that does that yes. answer the question? Well, what comes to my mind is a um, a thread for the homeschool co-op, and I was there were prayer requests on there, and a lot of times, you know, there's the pat answer of yeah, you know, we'll pray, hmm. and and so, but I like as I got I've gotten older. Um, and I don't, it, it took me a while to pray in front of people. But um, then I, I was like, let's just text the prayer. But then I kind of, eh, I'm going to erase that because I don't know how they feel about me saying, and we know, you know, that Jesus can do, you know, and I was like, this is a, a lot of different denominations in this. So I'm like, well, what do you want me to? 
put in here, you know, that prayer. And it was, one of them was for, I mean, two of their kids were having nightmares the night before from like one to four in the morning. And mm-hmm. I'm like, cause that's unusual. I don't, I've never experienced that. So with my kids and I was like, Lord, you can give us wisdom. Can you give them something about giving them wisdom? We know it comes from you. We can ask for it. Mm-hmm. We know that. Yep. And, you know, and what, um, what was the cause? Co- what is the cause of this? Cause who, yeah. That sounds yeah. scary. Yeah. That sounds yeah. really yeah. Bad. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then the other was healing. Um, I forget how I put that. But again, I almost kind of like didn't want to. Yeah. Because I know different. Some well, for like, one, we don't know a lot of these are some of them are younger moms and we don't I don't know where they're at. But that doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, that was my right. flush, I think. Sure. Like mm-hmm. backing off. So. Yeah. Sure. So that, that was good. interesting. How, yeah. So you take the nightmare situation, right? So you could have approached it one way. It would have been like, you know, Lord, you know, if you if it be your will, mm-hmm. right? That's always the ultimate disclaimer, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. right? That everybody loves to yeah. use. Yeah. Lord, if it be your if will. If it's your will. No. If it be your will, you know, do something about this, yeah. right? But instead, right, you said, okay, I God says, uh, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask, mm-hmm. and God will give, and He gives with liberality, and no judgment, mm-hmm. right? And so you prayed exactly God's word and mm-hmm. said, God, bring wisdom in this situation, wisdom and clarity, so they could see what is the cause of this thing, mm-hmm. and they can address it. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's exactly exact. I think that's that's a perfect, perfect example. But I just think it's interesting that I didn't want to put that out there mm-hmm. oh but what will they offend. think offend. I don't want, everybody gets offended like, it's okay sarah <laughs> it's okay. well it's and, okay and what if god doesn't do it right yeah. right that's the other thing we think yeah. right well that's interesting because we know someone that i said well have you prayed for healing and this was years ago yeah. and he said but what if he doesn't do it and i was like oh what my if gosh, he does? i didn't know what to say it was it was a couple decades ago and i was I was dumbfounded by that answer. Yeah. What, but if, what he, if he does? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And oh, it's so sad. Amen. You know, I heard this um, uh, several years back uh, from a from a preacher that I listened to a lot. He said, "You know, Jesus never taught his disciples what to do about unanswered prayer." Hmm. So good. That's true. It wasn't even a topic of conversation. Wow. Hmm. So what does that say? I don't know what that actually means. I do know it means that I'm not supposed to be concerned with unanswered prayer. Mm. I'm supposed to pray the way he instructs us to pray, which is to pray for healing, right? To speak healing, to speak life, to speak all the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly what you're talking about. But what if he doesn't do it? I, I don't know. That's not, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what Garth Brooks said. Thank God for unanswered prayers. <laughs> <laughs> He's also got friends in low places. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's funny. That's I think we got to take authority in our prayers. I don't know. It's just these weenie, yeah. these weenie prayers, you know. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. No, we need more John Wayne. Yeah. 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 It's like. What? That's not even doing nothing, dude. What? Yeah. 
Well, look at Jesus. I mean, like, again, uh, you know, again, the Gospels, this, I don't know, like, I, I, for some reason I grew up, before, before I was a Christian, I grew up with this idea of this, like, hippy-dippy, Jesus Christ superstar Jesus, right? Like, you know, dancing through the daisies or something. <laughs> and this isn't Jesus, this is not Jesus. This is not the Jesus of Nazareth that's depicted in this. This is not the Jesus that that went into the temple and saw the money changers and was grieved, grieved in his heart. And so what did he do? He turned around, and the Bible says he went, this is in John, and he went and he sat down and he fashioned a whip of cords, right? Mm-hmm. So he went and he made, he fashioned a whip, literally sat down and handcrafted <laughs> a whip. A weapon. A weapon, yeah. So that he could drive these guys out of the temple, Mm. right, and flip over all their tables, right? Made a whole mess of the place, completely unconcerned with getting arrested or Mm. any other consequence because because he was overcome with this righteous indignation. This is an authoritative Jesus. Mm -hmm. And this is the Jesus that invites us to pray as he prays, That, that invites us to say, Lazarus, Come out of the grave. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you said, no more weenie prayers. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I love what you're saying. It's so interesting because really, if you think through those, like the gospels, and you're watching him like teach the disciples, you're watching them walk with him, you're watching him demonstrate in mm-hmm. front of them, and then they start to do, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting when you think about that because you know you know we talk about this a lot, right? Why are why are we not having yeah. declarative prayers? Why do we put these caveats because we're worried that God's not going to show up or come through or whatever? So we're we're withholding, we're withdrawing, and we're we're not exercising that authority. But mm-hmm. yeah, if you look in Scripture, like these these folks knew they saw demonstrated so clearly in front of them that that mm-hmm. authority existed that some yeah. of them just went off and did it without even yeah. knowing Him, right? They're like, we're going to give this a whirl. We don't even know him. Like, and they, you know, the, there's the one story of the guy who cast out demons and they're like, well, who's casting this out? And he, you know, they're like, Jesus, we've heard of Paul. We've heard of, we don't know who you yeah. are, you know, uh, the seven sons of Sceva. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, I'm just saying like, there was, to your point, there was so much demonstration that people were just doing, trying to do it, you mm. know? And, and I think that, I think we, we probably more in Western culture because we have other methods when it comes mm-hmm. to sickness, when it comes to finances, you know, your, your finances are, are struggling. So what do you do? You go get a credit card or you borrow some money or yeah. You, yeah, you know, we have all these things available that we try to lean back on our natural understanding. I, I actually texted Kevin this morning because I was driving into the office and I was listening to a new song that they're going to be doing on Sunday called speak to the mountain. And I was listening to it and all of a sudden it just like hit me like this. And I texted him right away. Of course, not while I was driving. I pulled off to the side of the road, put my car in park and texted him. And um, I said, I said, I just realized something (laughs) that I've had like two and a half weeks to where I have literally been staring at probably the biggest career mountain that I have looked at in a long time. And I have been asking and begging and going before God saying, how do I climb this mountain? And again, not slowing down long enough to really, you know, exercise the authority he's given me. And I realized all of a sudden in that moment that I'm asking God to show me how to climb a mountain. 
that I have authority to tell it to go. To move. To move. Exactly. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, babe, we got to speak to these yeah. mountains. Amen. Like yeah. we're trying to figure out how to over, go. how to get over, over them. And he's like, no, be gone. Be, and I, I mean, we've talked about this several times too, you know, and this is just a little side tangent, but I said, you know, no matter who's in office, no matter which office, no matter what folks are always like, there's always this frustration and, oh, you know, we're going to, we're just going to have to pray for their replacement. We're going to flip parties. We're going to do this, you know, and again, I don't care what side people sit on, but I mean, I've always thought to myself, like what the, the, the moving, the mountain is praying that hearts would be changed. Lives Mm -hmm. would be changed of people who are already there in position that their heart would line up with the heart of the father. Mm -hmm. Again, no matter where they're at, no matter where they're serving, no matter what they're doing, if, if our political leaders, if our national leaders, if our business leaders, you know, my, my boss, your boss, you know, whoever we're encountering, if we could pray for the heart of God, Mm -hmm. like that authoritative prayer, father, line their heart up with yours, give them your compassion, Mm -hmm. give them your mercy, your love, your grace, Mm -hmm. your goodness. These are things that change things right now. Yeah. Instead of us always waiting for someone to be pulled down so that way we can put something else there, you know? Yeah. There's a book about that. It's called The Intercessor, Reese Howell. Mm. It's quite an amazing book. Um, mm. it's, it's probably well worth reading over and over, so I maybe I will. Mm. <laughs> he They prayed during World War, I'm thinking World War II, and I tell you, he claims that because of his pods of prayer um, within his uh, college, I believe, they were they prayed in in um how would you say that uh different time like mm. you have this much time and it, oh yeah it was like groups. a 24/7 yeah. type wow. deal yeah. Mm. yeah different shifts it was yeah. amazing it's an amazing yeah. book yeah that's oh, cool yeah. well and i even think to myself you know you're talking about these declarations and this authority like i i just keep thinking of it as like a muscle we need to build mm. right mm-hmm. because maybe that muscle has gotten weak and i'm like mm. maybe we would do a good getting some coaching in this like yeah. you know if you want to get back working out it's a good idea to go to the gym and get a coach and let that coach like work with you wow, and i'm like maybe this mm. is some things you know we need to and i think chris even mentioned that at one point in the last week or two like if there's things you have in your life get people in your life that are strong in these mm. areas and say work with me on this coach me you know and I'm like, wow, I, I need this. Like, I need That's this good. sort of, like, yeah. you so, know. Well, you go to church, I mean, for years and years and years, and they just just pray to God, you know. <laughs> they don't teach you. You got to pray. Yeah. Right. It ain't going right. to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. And then it goes back you know, to the story, like, or uh, yeah. this what you were just speaking about. I had just um, told Glenda this morning about the whip and the, money changers and um but i said let's i was like i'm pondering the part where jesus said my father's house is a house of prayer and i said so what does that look like Mm, what does the house Mm. of prayer look like and (laughs) when you just said the coaching yeah i mean that's huge what does the house of prayer look like Mm. so it should be a place where we're teaching people right to pray with authority. Powerful mm-hmm. prayers. Right. To partner their words with God's words, right? Mm-hmm. Right. To partner our thoughts with God's thoughts. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. A place where we're where we're willing to be courageous enough 
to expose ourselves, <clears throat> right? Vulnerable, yeah. To be vulnerable with one another, mm-hmm. a place where we're willing to be honest mm-hmm. with each other when we recognize that um, our thoughts aren't lining up with God's thoughts. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, Ramon, maybe you realize that I'm praying weenie prayers in some situation. You got to be willing to go, hey, dude. Are you praying with the authority that Jesus would be praying with right now, right? Because this is the house of prayer Mm. that Jesus is building. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm. Yeah, we would probably be freaked out if we were sitting in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. We'd be like, oh, my God, what's happening? Yeah. (laughs) Somebody came in and started flipping over tables. Yeah, that'd be crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be nuts. Yeah. Yeah. We'd probably get security. Oh, security. (laughs) Scott! With his big sword. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Where's the guys with the walkie-talkies? Yeah. Blue team, go! Yeah. Get them! Code red. <laughs> this is guys coming down. I'm feeling that. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Yeah. This is so good. Yeah. So good. Um, It's pretty much all the time we have tonight. So, um... I just want to say thanks. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Ramon. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, appreciate you all being in, being on, tuning in. Um, don't forget uh, if you're if you're uh, tuned in on on YouTube to subscribe. Leave a YouTube. Uh, not leave a YouTube. Leave a um, what do you call it? What's the thing where you say really really great things about all this review? review. We actually leave have review. YouTube down here. Uh, filming yeah, this right YouTube now. YouTube is right here on location filming this right now as mm-hmm. we speak. So, which is really cool. Um, but make sure you leave a review on your podcast app, whether that's uh, audio podcast, whether it's YouTube, whatever it is. Um, uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and do all that cool stuff. Hopefully, um, this time was enriching and uh, and was a blessing. But if you guys uh, just um, close in prayer, um, that'd be great. So, um, Don't pray a weenie prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now you got me second guessing myself. <laughs> I'm gonna check you. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, oh, Father God. We love you so much, and we thank you so much for this time, Lord God. We just thank you for everything that was said tonight. We ask that you would seal it. We ask that you would seal it, Holy Spirit. That you would have your way with us. That you would bring to remembrance even things that we've said or things mm-hmm. that were said here, things that Chris yes. said. Lord God, remind us. Continue to draw us deeper into a place of fellowship and communion, discipleship mm-hmm. with you, Lord God. Continue to draw us deeper into a place of community with one another. Continue to mm-hmm. to to help us to be courageous, Lord God. Continue to to um, to challenge us. Through your Holy Spirit, to be con- courageous and to open ourselves up to one another, to be to be vulnerable, Lord God, we thank you that you have created us and called us to be victorious mm. followers of Jesus, and that you have called us to live set apart in the kingdom, which means, Lord God, that we're living consecrated and set apart for your purposes. People that are walking in this world, declaring the purposes, the thoughts, the ways, the will of God. Into every situation and circumstance, we thank you that we get to partner with your thoughts. We thank you that the words of our tongue could be life in every situation that we face. And Lord God, we just, we praise you. We thank you. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. And we pray all this in the wonderful, Amen. perfect, glorious name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Church in the City podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts and share this podcast with a friend as we are fulfilling our mission to empower a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Thank you again, and we'll see you guys all next week.